Two of the most recent interviews for the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator position have quickly become some of the fan favorites. But just because you recognize the names Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman doesn't mean they're the best candidates for this Bears OC job. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our daily video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On the show today, we look at two of the newest candidates on the Bears interview list, Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman, and why... Well, they are a little bit more of household names and there's some, you might have more recognizability for them. Doesn't necessarily make them the best candidate for the Chicago Bears. We'll kind of go through some of the pros and cons of each of them. And then we'll look more broadly at like, well, there's no perfect offensive coordinator candidate, but there's different levels of risk with each one. And I think some candidates are a little bit more serious than others in terms of guys the Bears actually might hire versus guys the Bears are just picking their brain and getting a little bit of information from them about how they might handle certain things with certain quarterbacks. But it's been Cliff Kingsbury who took the headlines as as the biggest name, fair, uh, fairly, as the, as the candidates interviewing for the Bears' offensive coordinator position. And, like, I totally get it, right? Like, people, are, people see that and are like, oh, there would be a good hire, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he was the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals for three seasons. You know, he's on the younger side, viewed as one of the, you know, in this category of the bright, young, offensive minds that can come into the NFL and, you know, innovate offensively and run modern NFL systems that try and put your quarterback in a position to be successful. You know, he worked with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. And then, of course, Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals. And perhaps most importantly, he was just this season on the staff at USC, working with Caleb Williams, who may be the number one overall pick for your Chicago Bears. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons to like Caleb Williams and I serve to like Cliff Kingsbury. And I certainly think it is a good idea for the Chicago Bears to interview Cliff Kingsbury for the offensive coordinator spot. But I do not think it's a good idea to hire Cliff Kingsbury for the offensive coordinator spot. Pick his brain. Get everything you can possibly get from him on Caleb Williams and, you know, see how he's adapted and adjusted over what he's learned as an offensive coach over the years. But when you dig into his offenses and his tenure at Arizona and, and Texas Tech before that, it's it's really not encouraging and impressive and the kind of coaching situation you want as your offensive coordinator. Now, if he'd come to Chicago as the quarterback's coach, Different conversation, especially if you draft Caleb Williams and have that continuity. Maybe that's a separate conversation about his value there. But in terms of putting him in charge of this offense and, you know, in Chicago with Matt Eberflus, if you're the offensive coordinator, like you're the head coach of the offense, right? You're not necessarily 
be an, it's not as much oversight there. You're in charge of everything on the offense. And when Cliff Kingsbury has been in charge of everything, it hasn't necessarily gone well in the big picture. They had some offensive success. I don't know that they were ever, I don't think they were ever ranked top 10 with the Arizona Cardinals, even with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, but they weren't a terrible offense by any means, but more so in Arizona, like there were locker room issues, leadership concerns, you know, how much the players truly respected him and how much that locker room was held together. And there was obviously drama with Kyler Murray that was not handled particularly well. And I think Cliff Kingsbury was there with the whole Josh Rosen debacle as well. Like he, he has not been a good head coach material there. And in Texas Tech, before that, he was not very successful at Texas Tech before he got hired to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he had two winning seasons in six years at Texas Tech and never had a winning season in conference play. Won a single bowl game over six seasons, but was 35-40 and 40 overall at Texas Tech. It was 28-37-1 overall with the Arizona Cardinals. Had an 11-6 season, made the playoffs one time, lost in the wildcard game, but like, he was not a very good head coach. Arizona Cardinals fans were thrilled when he was fired. We're calling for him to be fired for years leading up to it. Like he was not well-liked by the Arizona Cardinals. And but you can say, okay, well, that's head coach. Can he just be a good offensive coordinator? But even in that role, his offenses as a head coach are not the type of innovative you might think. Like just because he's young and handsome, you know, we kind of give him a lot of credit as like, oh, wow. And, and you know, he's worked with Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and they both are flashy, successful quarterbacks that he must be some schematic mastermind. And he's really, he's really not like a lot of the complaints about Cliff Kingsbury's offense, especially in, in Arizona, are a lot of the things you hear about with Luke Getze in Chicago, where it's like the plays don't build on each other, right? You don't have the plays in the first half setting up the plays in the second half. You don't have like route concepts that are getting, that are spacing the field properly and giving receivers room to work. Like too many guys running to the same areas of the field. Like there just didn't feel like an offensive identity that they could consistently stick with in Arizona. And certainly personnel, you know, receiver talent was was part of the problem. You can never say 100%, oh, it was just he was a bad coach and everything else was fine. No, but like he has kind of consistently proven over the years, like it's pretty basic air raid stuff. And it's not, it's not that like next level, young, innovative, moving the game forward type of offensive play calling from Cliff Kingsbury. It's it's kind of stale. It's kind of unimaginative. And it's not the type of offensive identity you want to bring to Chicago and either pair with Justin Fields or develop Caleb Williams or another rookie quarterback. Like it just, to me, feels like the potential for disaster. And plus there's kind of that lingering like, okay, you have a former head coach as your offensive coordinator. And if things start to go south, you know, is he the is he the interim head coach in waiting? If you end up firing Matt Eberflus, you know, is there some pressure that way? Plus if he's in charge of the offense and his leadership stuff as a head coach, if he's sort of the head coach of the offense, you start to build an offense versus defense dynamic where the offense is treated one way with him running the show and the defense is treated a different way. Like to me, there's just a lot of mess around Cliff Kingsbury. And he's not to me, the best candidate for the job or even towards the top of the list of candidates. Like maybe he's better than Luke Getze, but we're talking about a lower bar here, right? And I think when you look at the the other eight or seven candidates the Bears have interviewed, like there's a lot more of those guys to like better than Cliff Kingsbury. I would put Greg Roman ahead of Cliff Kingsbury, but I don't, I also don't feel like Greg Roman is like this home run hire that the Bears absolutely need to make sure he go out, they go out and get, despite like a lot of people really getting behind Greg Roman. I think it's easy to overlook some of the flaws with him as an offensive coordinator. And I know 
all these offensive coordinator candidates have some kind of flaws, but it's about the flaws you're willing to put up with versus the flaws you're not. And I, to me, Greg Roman would be, you know, has some positives, but still a lot to, to not like. So we'll go through some of the good and bad from Greg Roman and then where the other candidates kind of compare next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. The Lockdown Bears podcast is also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. And now is a great time to get started with FanDuel if you've never done it before, because new customers will get $150 in bonus bets added right into your account with any $5 bet, guaranteed. So whether your $5 bet is correct or incorrect, win or lose, you're getting $150 in bonus bets added right into your FanDuel account that you can use on parlays and spreads and money lines and prop bets, whatever you want, whether it's these playoff games in the NFL or the NBA season is in thick things, where before you know it, we'll have NFL draft bets as well at FanDuel. So many different ways to play and win, all on their app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get yourself in the action this playoff season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So Cliff Kingsbury, to me, not a strong candidate for the Bears offensive coordinator position. And I th- I would think, and we'll get into the reasons why, that might be more of an interview to pick his brain about Caleb Williams and maybe see if he would be quarterback's coach as opposed to like legitimately thinking like this is the guy we want to be offensive coordinator. I wonder if Greg Roman might be in a similar boat, especially if Greg Roman's just going to go with Jim Harbaugh anyway. It's a separate conversation. But like there's there are things to like about Greg Roman. I certainly like him as a better candidate than Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm not here to say like, Greg Roman is like the second worst candidate or a terrible candidate or a guy the Bears should avoid at all costs. But I think there's this assumption with Greg Roman where it's like, oh man, like he he had that really good year with Lamar Jackson in that offense. Oh, and he he had that really good year with um, Colin Kaepernick. Excuse me, I couldn't think of his name for a second there. With Colin Kaepernick in the San Francisco 49ers offense. And, you know, he was, I believe he was with the Buffalo Bills for a couple seasons and had some amount of success there. Like, wow, this guy has taken especially mobile quarterbacks like Justin Fields and found ways to have a lot of success with them at multiple stops. Like he deserves credit for that. I'm not here to say like this guy is not, is no good and has nothing to like for him as an offensive coordinator. But at the same time, there's a reason why in Baltimore, he was technically not fired, but he was, he stepped down and resigned following their playoff loss in 2020, last winter. So, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, by definition, he wasn't fired, but, like, he was fired, right? I mean, like, he was not 
they didn't want him back in Baltimore. Ravens fans were happy to see Greg Roman go. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't he the guy that was getting everything rolling with with Lamar Jackson? And it's like, I mean, sort of. They were the 20th ranked offense last season. Not So like 2022 season. 19th ranked offense in terms of points, 16th in yards. But, you know, two years earlier, or excuse me, three years earlier, 2019, they were the number one offense in the NFL. Like Greg Roman has done that. And, you know, back in San Francisco, it was the same kind of thing. I think they had a top five offense for one of those seasons in San Francisco. Greg Roman can come in and build an offense. There, there's no there's no question that he has had success doing that. But over and over again, it doesn't last. He's not able to really sustain that. As I'm looking back at the Greg Roman San Francisco 49ers, they were 11th in offense, it looks like, was, was their peak. But ultimately, that flames out at the end of the Jim Harbaugh era. And that's also with, with Jim Harbaugh at the top of that organization. And things kind of fall apart there. And you've seen consistently over the seasons with Greg Roman, you've seen consistently over the seasons with Greg Roman that things get stale, particularly in the passing game, right? He can orchestrate a run game just fine. The running game doesn't seem to get stale in large part because he is legitimately good at using the quarterback's legs as part of a running game weapon, right? It's it's an important part of that and trying, and that's what worked with Colin Kaepernick and Lamar Jackson. And like at first, the run game with the quarterback is so effective that, you know, everyone is, is so keying in on that, that, you know, he can run fairly simple passing concepts around that, but you run the ball so well with your quarterback in your backs that, you know, that's able to carry you fairly effectively. But then, you know, they end up being towards the bottom. I mean, and even it's back in San Francisco when that offense was, was working well, you know, they were bottom of the league in passing a lot of those seasons, top five in rushing, but Top bottom five in passing, and it's a little bit hard to sustain that. Especially, you know, maybe back in 2011, it was a little bit more sustainable. But nowadays, not as much. Like even that year in Baltimore, 2019, top scoring offense in the NFL. They were scoring 33 points a game, number one rushing team in the NFL, 27th in passing yards. You know, 32nd in passing attempts. They just didn't need to pass all that much, and that's great, and it works for a little while. But then as the seasons go on, like it's hard to sustain that level of rushing success and the passing success never really gets forward and it never really builds back up. And so it's like he was fired as the Ravens offensive coordinator. He was more or less fired as the more, not exactly, but, you know, fired. Essentially, he was for sure fired from the Buffalo Bills after two seasons under Rex Ryan. That offense flamed out. And then I guess he didn't wasn't fired. I mean, he was fired in San Francisco because Jim Harbaugh also left. So like. It was, but like, there's also a reason why this guy comes into places, has great offenses or for like a year and then flames out, but like he's had successful offenses and has not gotten a head coaching opportunity. I think he's interviewed maybe a couple times, but like, he's not a guy who's been able to take that next step forward. He's always just been an offensive coordinator, runs the ball well, flashes and then flames out. And so it's like, if he came to Chicago, you might have a really good first year running with Justin Fields. And, and to be fair, to be clear. People are saying, okay, if they hire Greg Roman, that means they're keeping Justin Fields. No. And if they hire Cliff Kingsbury, that means they're drafting Caleb Williams. I mean, maybe, but like they're they're not making their offensive coordinator choice based on who they're going to go with at QB. Those are going to be separate decisions, and they're going to ask all these offensive coordinators about different quarterback scenarios. So don't, don't read into the offensive coordinator choice as a reflection of who they're going to decide will be their quarterback in 2023. I don't think they've decided on the quarterback yet. It's going to depend on what the trade market looks like. 
So they're not going to then know the quarterback first and then hire the coordinator based on the quarterback. No. And it shouldn't be that way either. You should hire the best coordinator and then get the best quarterback and not necessarily marry that too, because the best court coordinator should be able to work with either quarterback. So like Greg Roman's not a sign that they're going to keep Justin Fields. And he's also not a guy who fits the rest of the other offensive coordinators that they've hired, that they've interviewed. And so to me, I'm not positive that they're really, really going to be all in on Greg Roman as a legitimate option here. Or if this was another way of saying, here's a guy who's been really good with mobile quarterbacks. Let's interview him and see what he says they should do with a Justin Fields or a Caleb Williams and get ideas from him and maybe consider hiring him, but realistically, maybe not as strongly interested in hiring him as some of the other candidates they've interviewed. Because if you look at it, all of the other candidates have something else in common that Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman, and to a lesser extent, like Greg Olson, the other candidate, the other veteran candidate, do not have in common. And why I still think some of those other guys are going to be better options for the Chicago Bears than Cliff Kingsbury or Greg Roman, even though the other guys have risk too and have flaws too. They're not not a perfect offensive coordinator candidate, but better choices than Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman that we'll go through next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the best way to do daily fantasy sports because Prize Picks puts you in complete control. Unlike the other daily fantasy platforms where, you know, you're setting a lineup and you then you have to submit your lineup and it goes up against like a thousand other people's lineups and you have to get like first place to win any kind of real money playing the other types of daily fantasy sports. And you're going up against professionals and sharks and everybody else in that group with prize picks. It's you versus the house prize pick sets a projection for every player and you decide whether the, each player will perform better or worse than their prize picks projection. And if you pick two to six players and get your picks right You'll get up to 25 times your money just by putting your football knowledge to the test and saying, okay, here's how these guys are going to produce. Not just football knowledge, but across sports as well. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend you try it. I love playing prize picks, especially during the playoffs here. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's an extra hundred bucks to play with at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the guy for the job. And I'm also not crazy about Greg Roman as the guy for the job. Again, I think he could do an all right job at first, but it might go stale quickly. And then, then you're already looking for another offensive coordinator. And so to me, like the top candidate of the group is still Shane Waldron from the Seattle Seahawks. But the, the, like, there's an important distinction here where it's like, you look at the candidates the Bears have interviewed. There's eight of them, as far as I know, so far. Although, the, the Cliff Kingsbury and then Zach Robinson was the other latest name. Might have put them over to nine. But it's a it's a wide range of interview candidates here that the Bears have been looking at. And I'm glad that, to an extent, they're, like, they're taking their time and really kind of spreading a wide net here with, with so many different coaches. But if you look at all the different coaches they've interviewed here, Shane Waldron, Clint Kubiak, Liam Cohen, uh, Greg Olson, uh, Greg Roman, Thomas Brown, the, the Panthers offensive coordinator, uh, Marcus Brady, the former Colts offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury, and Zach Robinson from the Rams. Almost all of those guys have something in common. Most of them have coached for the Seattle, or excuse me, for, the Seattle for the Los Angeles Rams. Cliff Kingsbury has not. Greg Roman has not. But Shane Waldron was formerly on that Rams offensive coaching staff. 
Clint Kubiak is from the same coaching tree. You know, he spent this past season with the San Francisco 49ers, which is, you know, a, a sort of uh, an offshoot of that, but also with Kubiak being part of the Gary Kubiak tree, like that's part of the Shanahan McVay tree there. So there, he's certainly connected into that same staff. Liam Cohen was on the Ram staff. Greg Olson, coach under Shane Waldron, has coached under this, this sort of same sort of umbrella here. Thomas Brown, the Panthers offensive coordinator, was with the Los Angeles Rams before becoming the Panthers offensive coordinator. Marcus Brady has also been around the NFL in these kind of roles before, worked with Matt Eberflus and, and Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni. Like th these guys have generally all fallen under this like Shanahan McVay tree, except Cliff Kingsbury and Greg Roman. And so to me, the Bears are clearly saying, we want a coach who's coached in this McVay Shanahan system by interviewing seven or eight guys that have all done that. And then like two guys who haven't to me, like Cliff Kingsbury and, and Greg Roman are, we're interviewing you and we want to pick your brain and hear your ideas. But really we ideally want one of these other guys. Like, I think that's how the Chicago bears are approaching it. Given this clear preference in candidate pool for Shanahan McVay family tree of coaching candidates. And most of them are specifically members of the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff. What makes Waldron my favorite of the candidates then is that he, he's, he to me, is the best balance of guy who is of the tree and has you know learned under the McVeigh family tree for a couple, for three seasons in Los Angeles or four seasons in Los Angeles and saw a lot of different ways that, that, uh, that offense changed over time and saw it, you know, wax and wane and their whole passing concepts this year is a lot different. And, and well, the last couple of years is a lot different than they were early in the McVeigh time there. And I think a guy like Waldron had saw that evolution over time, but he's also been an offensive coordinator on his own in Seattle outside of, outside of the umbrella, outside of the overshadow of, of McVeigh and Shanahan. Like he's run his own thing and had some success doing it and didn't get stale and stayed innovative and used those players really, really well. Like he's both proven and the young up and coming smart guy who's worked with the smart guys. Whereas a lot of the other candidates here are mostly the young up and coming smart guys that aren't very proven or guys that are a little more established like Greg Olson and, and uh, Greg Roman that established, but not necessarily like innovative up and coming and fresh. Like it's not an age thing to me as much as it's like a, okay, we've seen the offenses they run before and they're not, they're not keeping up with the times as well as a guy like Shane Waldron. Like, I think there's still plenty of risk with a lot of the other young up-and-coming minds. Like, the, the reason you interview, like, Zach Robinson, the quarterback's coach from the Rams, is because you're trying to find the next McVay, right? You're trying to find the next Kyle Shanahan and that if one of these guys can come with the next, dare I say it, Matt LaFleur. Like, he's doing a good job in Green Bay. You want to find that next young offensive mind that can take your offense to the next level. So I, I think those are very valuable interviews. And one of those guys... Very well could be, you know, the Liam Cohens of the world, the Clint Kubiaks of the world. Can one of those guys be that next bright young mind? But with most of those guys, not a lot of NFL offensive coordinating experience. So you're not sure, can they do it? You know, Luke Getze had never been an offensive coordinator in the NFL before. Gets the job. You think he's, you know, another disciple from this sort of Lafleur tree that comes from the McVeigh and Shanahan tree. And he's supposed to run that offense here, but he's never done it before. And so it's a little bit different when you're when you're actually calling the plays. And it's not it's not as simple when you're in charge of all the offense. So there's certainly a risk there with any of those unproven young up-and-coming coordinators who are, are offensive assistants who haven't done it much before. And that's where Waldron, to me, seems like the lowest risk in terms of, uh, I mean, or balances lower risk than all those young guys. 
because he has more experience in them, but he's but he's yet he's also still innovative and fresh and new and keeping up with the times and, and have evidence here of like adapting to players properly. Like he to me is is the number one candidate of this group. And then then there's kind of like a middle tier of like Sure, Thomas Brown could be all right, or Marcus Brady could be all right. And then some of the other young guys, you know, I love Zach Robinson. I'm, I'm biased in favor of Zach Robinson because I've worked with him before. And I know I know the man, like he's a good guy and he's really smart football football mind. Does that mean he's going to be a great offensive coordinator? I don't know, but I would, I would think those people tend to be the ones that have success, but I'm not here to say like, for sure, he's going to be a good offensive coordinator, but like, you know, he and Clint Kubiak and Thomas Brown and them, like that's kind of in the next tier and then, the bottom of the three tiers then for me is Greg Olson and uh, Greg Roman and then Cliff Kingsbury and Cliff Kingsbury and Olson are definitely the bottom two for me. Greg Roman's a step above that. And then everybody else is kind of in that mix of like, sure, any of these guys might be the right guys. But obviously the Bears have more information than we do doing this actual interview process. And we'll see what the Bears end up with. Like, I have a feeling they're not going to land Shane Waldron. There are 14 offensive coordinator openings right now across the NFL and we could see a couple more. Like, you know, if if Ben Johnson gets hired to a new team, then the Lions need a new offensive coordinator. That would be a fifteenth offensive coordinator. Or if you know the Brian Callahan from the Bengals, a few other offensive coordinators around the NFL are interviewing for head coaching jobs. And if they leave their current team, then their current team will need offensive coordinator. So we could literally see half of the NFL needs a new offensive coordinator. So if I'm Shane Waldron, I'm probably going to be in demand. It's probably going to be three or four or five plus teams offering me their head coaching job or their, excuse me, their offensive coordinator job. And if I'm Shane Waldron and I've got my choice of a few different offensive coordinator jobs, is Chicago the job I'm going to pick out of them? Maybe. I'm not going to say definitively no. I mean, depends on what you're comparing. You know, if it's the Carolina Panthers job, no thanks. But if it's, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert, Maybe I'd take that job over the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator job. You know what I mean? That's where it becomes hard to predict. Like, oh, well, who are the Bears going to hire? Well, the guys they want might take other jobs, might prefer other jobs. And so they might not get their first choice. You know, if Waldron's their first choice, he goes somewhere else. Then, you know, Clint Kubiak, is he your second choice? Then he might go somewhere else. I'm just kind of picking names now. Like, and then, you know, uh, Zach Robinson for whatever, you know, then, well, he might just say, you know what, I want to stay with the Rams and keep working my way up this organization, but the interview w- was valuable for me. So then all of a sudden, like, that's why the Bears are casting a wide net here, right? If they couldn't, they, they can't get away with, okay, we're going to interview three guys and hope we get one of them. It's kind of what they did last year with Luke Getze, and they interviewed Clyde Christensen, but, like, they hired Luke Getze very quickly after Matt Eberflus was hired. That was a very quick turnaround. This time, they're taking their time. They're talking to a lot of different guys, getting a lot of different opinions on what you think they should do and how they would handle certain situations. And you don't want to lollygag too much and lose these guys to other opportunities. But at the same time, if you offer Shane Waldron the job right now, he might say, hey, hold on. I'm waiting. I might be getting some other offers here. And then if you're the Bears, you, if you really want Shane Waldron, you wait, right? And if you are if you don't really want Shane Waldron, then okay, you let him wait and go hire somebody else, I guess. But I think this is still going to be a slow process. We might still see a second round of interviews with a few of the same candidates moving on as finalists in this process. So patience. I think is going to be necessary when it comes to the Bears offensive coordinator, but at least like you could feel like most of these guys have a lot to like, like even Greg Roman, there's, there's stuff to like there, you know? And then Ken Kubiak, there's a lot to like Zach Robinson. Like there's a lot, there's a high ceiling for a lot of these guys. Maybe there's a low floor. Any of these guys could be, you know, any of these inexperienced guys could prove to be not good offensive coordinators. Sure. But any of them could also prove to be the next great offensive coordinator. So like there's plenty of reason for optimism 
about the Bears OC search, that they can find somebody that you can at least be excited and hopeful for, and that they're not just going to settle on the offensive coordinator equivalent of John Fox, right? When you hire him as head coach, you're like, okay, you know, we're, we're taking the older, experienced, veteran, safe hire guy instead of aiming high and shooting for the stars. A lot of these Bears candidates are a little more aiming high, shooting for the star style of candidates, whereas like Greg Olson would be the like settling for the veteran experienced guy with the low ceiling. And that to me is what I'm really not hoping. I'm really hoping no Kingsbury, no Olson. I could live with Greg Roman, but hopefully probably not one, you know, one of the other guys, give me a shot at a bright young offensive mind and hope that you can build something up from there. Or Shane Waldron's the best of both worlds. Like that's, that's my approach to this Bears offensive coordinator search. I would love to hear what you want the Bears to do at offensive coordinator. Leave us a comment here in the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel, or you can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. However you do it, make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast, because that's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're going to get a little more info on these Rams coaches and this Rams offense and offensive system and coaching scheme style in Los Angeles with a special guest joining us next week. I think it's going to be Wednesday's podcast as the scheduling plays out right now, but we're going to get another voice on here, somebody who knows the Rams and the Bears here, I think will be a good, valuable resource for us on the podcast. And we're going to keep having more guests throughout the offseason here. So you got to keep making Lockdown Bears your first listen every day, and you have to come back every day for your next opportunity to bear down.